0: The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com. Start today with a confession. It's Easter morning. Every year, um, Easter Sunday is the hardest sermon for me to preach. And I say this as a confession because my colleagues live for this day. Most of my colleagues love preaching Easter, is the kind of thing that took them into ministry. And rightly so. This is the central day of our entire year, and it's got all the good stuff in it. Death being destroyed, and God vanquishing our sin and and our fears, and raising us to hope, which is kind of everything, right? And the first Easter I, I preached, I felt like that. I felt it. It felt like everything. But this is my seventh Easter at Kingstown. You all have heard me preach the same sermon, not really, but basically the same sermon. And the confession is that it gets harder every single year. Maybe that's because I like to, I like to generally sneak up on you a little bit in my sermons. I like to make you think I'm going to go one way and then I turn it another way. I like to think that I got that a little bit from Jesus, his favorite homiletical ploy was to say, now you've heard it said, but I say to you, but I can't sneak up on you at Easter. I cannot. It's the same old story. I can't even sneak up on our friends here today who come to church only on Easter and Christmas, right? Can't sneak up on you because when you come you always hear the same two stories, right? Same two stories. The women go to the tomb early on the first day of the week. The stone is rolled away. Christ is risen. See you next year. Same old story again. Though this glorious day would have come to the first people to experience it as a complete surprise, for us it's just so wildly predictable now. And I don't like to be predictable, it's the same old story. But what if for today, for us who know this story well, and for us who only hear it on our annual pilgrimage, what if today we tell a different part of the same story? I wonder if you noticed that today's reading was not what we normally read on Easter. It changed a little bit at the beginning, you might have recognized. You get the first half of it, but the second half of it is a bit different than what you hear every single year, and yet it's the same old story, the same resurrection day, just down the road a bit. I don't like to be predictable, so I'm not going to be predictable today. I'm going to tell you the same old story. The same, but this time, zooming in on scene two. Same theater, same play, different scene. The women go to the tomb early on the first day of the week and the stone is rolled away and Jesus is risen. And where did Jesus go? Have you ever wondered? Where was he? Well, we find him walking along this road. We call this the... Emmaus Road moment that we read about this Easter morning. And in the simplest sense, it's just two people whose stories make absolutely no sense at all. No sense at all until they let Jesus tell them his story. And then all of a sudden they are on fire with the true story about themselves and about the world. Let's walk through it today. At the start, these disciples story make no sense. When Jesus asked them their story, they opened their mouths, but no words come out. It says, when Jesus, who had just leapt from the tomb, appeared to them that day, they, they stood still and they looked sad. Stay with that description for a moment. If Jesus didn't come to your egg hunt or didn't come to your Easter dinner, but came to sit beside you today, listened in on what you're thinking what you're feeling heard a conversation you might have behind closed doors and said tell me tell me what you're talking about tell me what you're feeling they stood still and looking sad i wonder if it would be the same for you i wonder today if there's a part of you that is still a bit stationary and sad paralyzed and frozen from the last few years numb and lost here are you in this story then jesus coaxes the story out of them it's a cascade of words and events until the one that matters we had hoped they said we had hoped he would be the one to redeem israel Wait, pause here for a second, and put the most shattering event of your life in that space. We had hoped. That covers it. See how the word hope contains the story all in itself? When a child dies, you grieve what you've known. But even more, you grieve the years that never came to be. We had We had hoped. When a relationship ends and you mourn the loss of something special, the touch, the laughter, the companionship, but even more the seizing away of something that you glimpsed, that you held on to, you dared to dream of, we had hoped. This is where the disciples are, we had hoped. When, when a political leader is assassinated, you fear an upsurge of violence, yes, but you lament also the future that seemed to be opening up and the new beginning that is now snuffed out. We had hoped. If you've ever uttered these words, I, I had hoped. Here you are in this story. Then something miraculous happens in this unpredictable Easter story. Jesus has heard the two disciples out. He's waited gently beside their, their, their side and their silence, and listened patiently to their story. And what does, what does he tell them next? He tells a story that doesn't deny their story, but envelops their story into a larger story. He embraces their feelings and their facts and encloses them in something more expansive, more wonderful than they could ever imagine. He says, was it not necessary? Was it not necessary that the whole purpose of creation was for God to come in person and be with Israel in flesh and blood? Was it not fitting for the covenant on tablets, on stone, to turn into a covenant of flesh and blood? Was it not inevitable that when divine goodness came face to face with human frailty, humanity would would regurgitate it, throw it out and annihilate it like Jesus? Was it not was it not necessary? Was it not necessary doesn't have to mean God planned it all. It means God found a use for it all. There was nothing that could finally resist being folded into God's story. Was it not necessary? I know that you have been there. It's the moment when you when you scatter the broken pieces of your story out in front of you, the heartache, the hoped-fors, the should-have-beens, and then someone gently and kindly but inspiringly puts them back together in this coherent shape you never thought they could be gathered into. Was it not better that you knew What heartbreak felt like so that when joy came along, you realized how precious it was. Not that Jesus had planned it all, but that Jesus was pulling it all together into these pieces. Was it not necessary for you to experience failure as you could become a compassionate person who understands life isn't fundamentally about winning anymore? Was it not necessary, Jesus says. Here you are in this story too. And the disciples don't want this to end. They they spilled out their story to Jesus, the resurrected Lord, and sad, and it feels stuck. It's their same old story. But somehow in Jesus' mouth, it's amazing and it's glorious. Stay with us, they say to Jesus. Stay with us. Oh, how we know that feeling. Oh, how we don't want to leave that good feeling. We've we've met this amazing person and we want to go on forever talking to them. They fill us. Who cares if the trains reach the station? The course is over. The music stopped. Stay with us, they say to Jesus. We want more of this story. We want you to keep rewriting our story. This is wonderful. But we can't freeze the frame here. We can't put a moment, even a resurrection moment, in a bottle and keep it forever. We all know people who want their marriage to be like their wedding day, right? They want their Christian life to be like that big mountaintop conversion experience. They want to turn a rolling film of life into a static photograph. We know that instinct so very well. Stay with us, Jesus. Here we are in this story too. But then it says, says, Then their eyes were opened. Everything suddenly made sense to them. There was was only one explanation for it. After walking along the road with these disciples for some time this Easter morning, it says he went in to stay with them at their house, and they all sat down at a table for some midday nourishment. And it says Jesus took bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he began to give The bread to them and their eyes are opened perhaps as they saw jesus break the bread they beheld they beheld the the nail marks in his hands and they realized they were sharing the body of christ as the body of christ the church in the presence of the body of christ the risen jesus what a moment their story and christ story all fell into place that easter noon day mystery became reality and grief became joy and companionship with one another became camaraderie with God and their eyes are opened, it says. It's like when you, when you look a friend in the eye who, who you've taken for granted and you all of a sudden say, wow, I love this man. Or, or you somehow manage to pause long enough in your overstimulated day or overstimulated Easter to notice. The early morning, sun peeping through the spring trees. And you think, oh wow, this is such a beautiful world. Then their eyes were open. Here you are in the story, too. Finally, they got up from the table and they started to make their way to Jerusalem, and they they say to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us from this experience with Jesus? Think for a second, when when else did God appear in the burning? Through, Through a fire. Their hearts were burning within them after this moment with the resurrected Lord. God appearing to them like to Moses in the burning bush. That was the start of the liberation, the beginning of the covenant that has led us all the way into the garden today, to the road today, to the table today. That was the central moment of God's walk with Israel and in that story, God says to Moses, I will be with you. So too, this Easter day, this resurrection morning is also a start of liberation for you. I promise. A start of a renewal of covenant for you. The central moment in history, yes, but also the central moment in your life, maybe right now. The disciples stay, say to one another, God was with us. Don't you? Don't you feel your heart on fire right now in this moment? Israel, Jesus, the church, the whole Bible from Genesis to the end, all condensed into one late morning, early afternoon on the road and at the table. Can you look back on such a day in your life when you can now say, Did I not feel my heart on fire, there?" You know, that is my prayer. That is my prayer for, the, for these last three years. That in 10 years time, we'll be able to look back and say, that was the crucible of everything that followed. That was the crucible of everything that followed. What followed was, was a renewal of myself, it, a reinvented church where this becomes the norm, a rediscovered Jesus in my life. Were not our hearts burning within us? Here we are in this story. This is the story in which God's essence embraces our existence, in which our small and partial incomplete story is fulfilled by God's wondrous and merciful and gracious story today. It's the same old story, and yet it's the essential story for our lives. Behold what a story this really is they stood still looking sad this is our life without God bewildering meaningless hopeless we had hoped we have a sense of God Christ even and yet it doesn't make any sense to us we feel let down so much of the time was it necessary we hear the story again in a way that envelops and embraces but doesn't deny or obscure our story we're swept up into this larger story stay with us, Jesus, we lower our defenses and realize we want to hear the whole story and stay in this place forever. Then their eyes were opened. Suddenly we realized the small story of this empty tomb and then this this conversation and then this meal is not just our story, but the story of everything and everyone forever. We're not our hearts burning within us. We go from this place with our hearts on fire and to mission to share this experience with everyone we meet and go through this same story over and over and over again. You know what I just described there? I just described what we call what we named our church after, what we call the Great Thanksgiving, the communion table. Every time we come to this table, Whether on Easter morn or any day in between, it's the same old story. We begin confused and crestfallen, gathering at the table. We share our stories in all their fragility, confessing our sins to one another. We hear God's story again and again, all over again. We resolve to eat together despite how different we are, how many we have how divided our world has become communion and then in the breaking of bread our eyes are open this is the life of faith this is worship this is the easter story that same story that in one hand jesus takes our story like one half of that bread and in the other hand christ takes god's story like the other half of that bread and in the 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 scarred hands of Jesus at that table with those disciples that Easter morn, standing in that resurrection light, our whole story is conjoined in the body of Christ and the two stories become one. That Christ is risen and so are we. To God be the glory. May your eyes be opened and your heart set on fire today. Would you pray with me? we come this easter morning and we we do want our hearts our hearts set on fire and our eyes to be opened to your glory today and and yet it will still be a brief moment and then life will take us and we will forget what we felt here good news Jesus is that when we walk away and our hearts are no longer burning and our eyes are no longer open that you you still seek us out even when we don't recognize you you find us on the road of our lives somewhere along the road you you start walking with us you start letting us tell you our story and you help us in all of our questions and all that we don't know and all we're unsure of you help us see and rewrite that story and light of your love for us that If there are people here today who feel as if We had hoped. God, we had hoped. They feel that angst from having hoped for something that did not happen or that fell apart. God, I pray that you would help them re-see that story. You would help tell them a new story of a God who humbles himself to receive upon himself the suffering of this life so that we might know extremely your love for us. Help them know that today. We join together, God, in that prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. At the table of the Lord There is peace at the table of the Lord